Moncrief on News Talk. Now, time for Tell Me Why with Graham Finley. If you have a question for Graham, you can send it into afternoon at newstalk.com. Today's question is Why do things sometimes feel like they are different temperatures at the same time? And Graham joins us uh, again on News Talk. Afternoon, Graham. Afternoon. Uh, could you give us an example of what you mean by this? Sure. Well, I mean, it started with my family sort of fanatically baking pita bread, which turns out to be surprisingly easy. My wife was making pita bread, and she was wondering why the the dough, especially if you left it to get up to room temperature, felt cold and clammy, even though it was presumably the same temperature as everywhere else. That, of course, made me think of John Locke's famous water basin experiment in, from his 1690, an essay concerning human understanding uh, because of the day job, and uh, which is an experiment you can you can you know, perform yourself, and uh, it's um, it is quite remarkable. It really does tell you about how subjective and relative our perception of temperature is. So, so Locke says, try this, at, and you can try this at home. I've got lots of experiments for you this week. I'll put them out later on Twitter in case you, you can't write them down quickly enough. So put one of your, your right hands, say, in a very cold basin of water, your left hand in a really hot basin of water, not too hot, we don't want you to burn yourself, and then uh, have a room temperature basin of water in between the, the two, right, for ease of, of motion. After a little while, um, you'll see your, your hands are getting uh, used to the temperatures, which is already kind of a clue that the objective temperature isn't exactly what you're feeling. Now jam them into the middle basin. Um, your left hand will feel the, the room temperature water as, as cold, right? And your right hand will feel it as hot, right? So clearly it can't be both hot and cold at the same time, Locke reasoned. And so he suggested that temperature and lots of other things like taste and smell and so forth weren't really in objects, but the objects simply had a power to produce them. Um, and he's, he calls these things secondary qualities, whereas primary qualities, which is the shape and hardness and, and, and you know, extent of the size of the, of the objects, was really in the objects, right? And so it led to him a sort of atomic theory. Anyway, what it does tell us is that our body's perception of temperature is really, really complicated and leads to all sorts of, as you said in your tweet, paradoxical sort of results. Right. Okay. And, and and is that our perception of these things rather than they're they're actually there in the real world? Yeah, it is exactly our perception of things. I mean, if you want to find out the temperature of something, um, obviously the thing we usually use is to put our hand up to it. And again, if you're in a fi- building on fire, you know, don't just put your hand on the doorknob. You know, put your the back of your hand up towards it to see if it's super hot. But you know, you just have to use an actual thermometer, right, or other temperature measuring device to, to find out what, what the actual temperature is. Because, you know, in our, in our fingers, especially um, at the tips of our fingers, we have all these thermoreceptors, which um, determine whether things are hot and cold. If you get down to the sort of um, um, neuron level, um, it actually, and the chemical level involves proteins, which, you know, take in calcium ions and things like that, um, or send them out. Anyway, they, um, they're right next to each other. You've got hot receptors and you've got cold receptors. You also have these specialized pain receptors, which I might get to in a second. Um, but they're separate things. And, and so they are going to fire under different conditions and at different times. Um, and, uh, and you can actually find them, and it's not easy to do, but make a fist with your, with your left hand, say. Take a ballpoint pen with a presumably cold metal tip, right? Go and touch it to the skin between your knuckles, sort of in little tiny moving around. It'll feel cold in most places, but it might feel warm in other places. And that's where you're pressing on the sort of warm receptor. 
So, so these things um, are. Yeah, you know, sorry, ones. I'm just doing that now. In between my knuckles, yeah. it felt cold. On the back of my hand, though, it feels warm. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's especially so if, you, if, if you stretch the skin between your knuckles by making a fist, you know, you can maybe spread them out a little bit because they are quite small, right? Uh, anyway, you know, when you you're in in a in contact with cold something cold, you know, the cold receptors fire. They actually fire at you know. They're faster. They get to the brain faster, 10 times faster than, than the warm ones, right? Which is one reason why we think, you know, we have some really weird effects surrounding our feelings of cold. The, the warm receptors, if you're in the presence of something warm, uh, fire, you know, uh, just like the cold ones. Now, both of them, you know, if they keep on firing, eventually get sort of used to it and tire out. And, and so you, you don't feel that sensation as much. That's why if you jump into a swimming pool, it initially feels quite cold, especially on a hot day, right? Uh, but eventually you, you feel quite comfortable um, and you sort of feel it, quote, unquote, mm. what the actual temperature is. Um, now, if it was a cold day, it's not going to feel cold as cold as you get in, right? So it's all about, you know, your body's perceptions and, and the temperature you're, you're feeling just before you get into it. So, so they, they fire, up, but they, they do get tired out. And that's what's going on with the, you know, that placing your hand, the water experiment, placing your hands in the basin, you know, the, the cold receptors in your left hand, the hot one, um, are, 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 you know, firing quite suddenly. Uh, and and they're the ones on the right, because they haven't been doing anything, right? You know, the ones on the right, you know, the warm receptors are, are firing. Um, again, you know, this can lead you to, to sort of doubt the, exact, the, the existence of the, of the material world. And that, in fact, is exactly what the great Irish philosopher Barclay did. He said, look, you know, we can do the same thing with, with shape. You know, things look, you know, can look different from different perspectives and so forth. Um, but anyway, that's a whole history of philosophy course. Which, which I won't go into. Uh, so this, this, the same problem occurs when you think about this, with the, the thing which started my family worrying about this in the first place. You know, say you're in, in, in the bathroom. Everything is roughly the same room temperature, right? Mm. But your towel is going to feel a lot warmer than, say, uh, uh, the doorknob or the, the curtain, the shower rail or, or whatever, right? You know, the glass on, on, on the mirror of, of, of the, the medicine cabinet. Um, and that's, again, because of conductivity. You know, energy will flow from a hot uh, to a cold um, item or object. Um, and, of course, uh, your towel is not as conductive as, uh, as the metal of, of the, the shower rail, right, or, the, or even the glass of the, of the medicine cabinet. So, so, that's, so even though they're all at the same temperature, they, found, they feel very, very, very different. Now, does this vary from person to person as well? I'm sure many people would have the uh, experience of living with someone and, and one person finds it unbearably hot all the time and opens up the windows, but the other person is going, God, it's freezing. What's wrong with you? It can, it can vary from person to person. In fact, they've done cruel studies, as usual, in mice, where they've actually <laughs> knocked out these actual receptors totally. And so these mice no longer uh, feel cold, right, which is bad evolutionarily for both humans and mice, because um, they have the same receptors as us. Um, and so, yeah, people can, it can vary from person to person. Generally, however, our bodies uh, have evolved to avoid extremes of temperature. Um, and another paradox is, what do you, why are, are, are we so uncomfortable when the air is the same temperature as our bodies, right? Mm. 37 degrees Celsius, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and that's because our systems, which try to remove some of the heat generated by our bodies and all the work your internal organs are doing, uh, you know, really work the best in a sort of temperate zone between 20 and 30 degrees Celsius. Um, so if you get to the actual temperature of the body, it has to work a lot harder, especially if it's humid, because evaporation is, is not as easy 
uh, in this particular case. So again, different people are going to feel differently because we're all embodied in, in, in many, many different ways. Uh, and and uh, you know, people, people's receptors can you know, vary in terms of their sensitivity. Um, some people, it turns out, I thought everybody felt this, but this is something called uh, paradoxical cold. And there is, in fact, also paradoxical heat. But paradoxical cold is the one people very often remark upon. Um, and not everybody seems to feel this, but some people seem to feel this quite a bit. So if you are experience something really hot, something painfully hot, um, and all your pain receptors um, are, are strongly linked, they go down the same nerves, especially of the cold receptors. But anyway, this is what they think is going on, although there's a lot of dispute over what's going on. So if you jump into a shower, which is frankly too hot, or a bath, which is too hot, many people for a very brief millisecond feel intense cold rather than intense heat before they start leaping out of this thing, hot, 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 right? Uh, and that is the famous paradoxical cold. And, and scientists, you know, you'd think, okay, well, you know, the, the cold receptors move more quickly, the, the pain receptors are, are more strongly linked to the cold receptors, it all makes sense, but the scientists really don't feel like very satisfied with that account. Uh, and, uh, but one theory is that you know, we um, want to react quickly to these kinds of um, extreme temperatures. And they're just going to, the, the brain is just going to use whatever it's got. And if the, the cold sensation is faster, right, and if the, the pain sensation travels uh, extra quickly, we're just going to go with that, right? So <laughs> it doesn't really care if you're, you're later on trying to figure out why, why you're experiencing such a paradoxical experience. But so the other interesting thing, just as an aside, is very often we react to these kinds of things before the message even gets to the brain, right? It can get to our spine, and the spine's like, oh, I've seen enough. I'm out of that shower, <laughs> uh, which is, shows that the brain and the nervous system is a really complicated thing. Yeah. The, the, one of the most interesting things about that, there's also paradoxical heat, um, although this seems to be somewhat rarer, um, but you do sometimes find people who are experiencing sudden hypothermia naked uh, because they've taken off all their clothes because um, their the life-threatening freezing experience they're going through actually is being experienced by them as warm. Wow, that's very odd. Graham, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. You are listening. I was Graham Finley there. You are listening to the Moncrief Show. Moncrief on News Talk.